Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Conversations exploring life, faith and hope with Stephen O'Doherty. Well, ACOS, the Australian Council of Social Services, together with Jobs Australia, uh, has just released a report, a pretty substantial report, on unemployment, highlighting the enormous challenges that hundreds of thousands of people face in finding decent paid work of... um, of the kind that would qualify to add to the statistics. Decent being, I suppose, and paid being the operative words there. I once asked someone, um, what sort of job is a person with a disability? I'll never forget this. A friend of mine with a disability, I said, uh, what sort of job would you like? He said, a good job. No, no, Touche. Absolute, well, silly me for asking. Um so the report finds that a majority of people on Newstart are being systematically excluded from paid employment. Now, that's interesting. It also tells us a lot about the profile of people on the Newstart, the contentious Newstart allowance. Dr. Cassandra Goldie is the head of ACOS. Welcome back to Open House. Oh, yes, good evening. This is really helpful information, particularly as you and others continue to make the point that Newstart is just not cutting it. Are a bit confused. They keep hearing this message that the economy is doing well, um, the unemployment rate's really low, and yet so many people are going. But I can't get a job, or I know my you know daughter can't get decent work. You know that's not casual and insecure. Yeah, so she's trained as an X Y Z professional university education, but she's basically yep. waitressing, and uh, you yep. know the world looks at her as a successful person with a job. Yep. So what is going on? Well, there's a few things going on. First of all, it is of course important to remember that the headline figure five point three percent at the moment in terms of unemployment is only about the number of people who don't even get one hour of work a week. So if you get one hour, you're out of those statistics anyway. So it nowhere near represents the number of people who are looking for more paid work and many people will have heard about the fact that we've got a big problem of underemployment in Australia. So let me take you through that. The reality is we've got one job available for every eight people who are looking for a job or looking for more hours. If you take into account the number of people who are likely to be applying from an existing job, it shoots up to 14 people on average competing for the same job. And so if you're the people who are not even in work right now, Mm. you're always at the back of the queue typically because we know that um, employers will lean against employing somebody who doesn't already have a job. You know, it's always, oh, why aren't you in the job now? And so you're at the back of the queue. Um, and then so the other part of this picture is where, um, in the report we show that we've got a growth in long-term unemployment. In other words, the number of people who ha- haven't been in any kind of work um, mm. for at least 12 months mm. Half of the people are over 45 years of age now and 30% of us have a disability. Yes, also then this mismatch, as you put it, between a country that's undeniably prosperous and one of the most prosperous in the world, um, but uh, an underclass of people who are increasingly becoming hidden, and that's really of concern to me. One of the um, interesting findings of your research is to look at the profile of both Newstart and Youth Allowance recipients. Tell us about that. 
That's right. We know that when it comes to um, people who are on New Start or Youth Allowance for um, more than 12 months, that's two-thirds of the, uh, the total number, have been on New Start for more than 12 months. Yeah. Then when you look at um, um, people who, the sort of profile, so yes, almost half of um, people are over 45 years of age. Yeah. A third have a disability. Um, about one in five have a child, you know, dependent um, Dependent kid, on, yeah. Right? Kids, are, um, you know, the youngest child will be eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about um, um, 20% um, are from a culturally and linguistically diverse background, yeah. 11% from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities. Yeah, yeah. Now, 10 years ago, um, we wouldn't have had anybody who had an identified disability who was on New Start. They, these yeah. people have moved out of other forms of support or been moved out of other forms of support. That's right. And New Start, we know, is not enough to provide for, for example, a dependent child. Uh, and it's not it's going to help you if you've got... $170 a week less than the pension, the disability support pension or there the is. age pension. Um, so we've got, the, we've got the lowest unemployment payment in the OECD. This is a toxic combination, the lowest unemployment um, payment in the OECD. We have the harshest compliance system along with the UK, all the rules, you know, work for the dole, applying for a job a day, you know, multiple interviews with an employment provider, all of that, um, risk of being cut off and now it's a, a sort of a, you know, three strikes and you're out kind of, you know, um, compliance toughest. Mm-hmm. And then the third part is we are, um, are very low when it comes to the money we spend on employment services, the help that you provide people, the positive bit. Even, you know, so we are under half the OECD average when it comes to our spending on employment services. We've had um, now at least um, a decade or more where we've essentially run a policy agenda which said if you're unemployed, it's your fault, and we're just going to tighten the screws harder and harder on you to turn you into something better so that you know you can compete because <laughs> there's plenty of work. Well, it's not the reality. It's not working yeah. for the community. They're not buying the picture anymore, mm. um, and um, and nor should we. And this is what this report shows. Your characterisation was um, was interesting. Let me put a slightly more positive characterisation on it, because some would say, "Look, it's based on we'll give you a hand up, not a hand out." Okay, let's let's take that at face value, because it seems to me your report is actually showing that the hand up actually isn't working. Well, it's it's. We're at the point with the social security system where it is effectively a kind of a bullying tool. <laughs> you know, we're, we're saying to somebody, um, in order for you to get your mega $39 a day, which is not enough to, you know, people are going without food these days. That's a very common story. Um, we're going to make you apply for a job a day, um, knowing full well that in where the locality where people live, there isn't a job a day that's suitable for you, a different job every day. I mean, you think about it, Stephen, the reality of that. Imagine trying to pull together a decent job application mm. every single day. Mm. Um, so the employers complain about this because they get job applications. But everybody knows you're not going to get an interview because mm. there's just not enough jobs there. And so this is psychologically so damaging for people to mostly never hear back from an employer. And when you do, of course, it's a no. So... 
this is not about a hand up. You know, it's not. It's actually about really pushing people down. And um, when we spend time listening to people now caught up in this system, there are two major themes. Um, It's the food, people are not eating, you know, and then the other is the level of mental health um, and suicidal thoughts. And this is not about people who have a mental health problem and therefore are unemployed. The fact is we've got a system which is creating mental illness amongst people and that's got to stop. Well, this week we can say that's not okay. (laughs) Are you okay? No, that's not okay. None of that is okay. I think this is where the voice of of our, you know, um, politicians and the community really matter. Mm. We've had a lot of discussion going on the last little bit, haven't we, about, you know, bullying, etc., and being intimidated. Let's think about what that's like for people who have the least resources in the community when you're out of a job. Anybody who's had that feeling, your risk of losing your job, you know how vulnerable you feel. Um, And we need the government to be a kinder voice about this and to be a voice of more hope. It is great that we have an economy where we've got some new jobs opening up. Mind you, the new jobs are not keeping pace with the number of people coming through looking for work. Mm. So then we just need to say we understand that. It's hard for people and we are here to help you and for you to not give up hope um, and to continue to pick yourself up every morning and get out there and you know um, invest in the skills and education training that we probably will need for you to make yourself competitive in the labour market now. Well, Cassandra, thank you to ACOS and uh, Jobs Australia for doing this research and thank you to you for speaking with us again on Open House. Thanks very much. Cassandra Goldie, head of ACOS, the Australian Council of Social Services. Discover more Open House podcasts at openhousecommunity.com.au.